Um, you can be online if you want, uh, because girls like your face. Hey, did you get that email that I sent you of the girl over in Canada that likes you? I don't think she likes me, but damn, she looks good. <laughs> She's a good-looking gal. She's good-looking. That's uh, the dating service is um, taking off way better than I thought it would because I didn't think I get many girls that uh, were interested. But apparently, uh, there are some traditional conservative girls out there. Oddly enough, in Canada, I don't know why I have such a representation in Canada. Um, but you're going to have to fly out there to uh, go meet these girls, uh, unfortunately. So you <laughs> be colder than uh, Chicago right now. Yeah, well, the good news is I'll be on the West Coast in exactly a week. So um... You're visiting your, uh, your nephew or niece? Which, what was born? Nephew. Nephew, okay. Well, you got to be happy about that. You seem so sad right now. Why are you so sad? No, I'm fine, especially since Atham just popped on to give us Jesus a super chat. Christ. Is he already on? Yeah, he just uh, gave us a $2 super chat. Oh, God almighty. It's not even a fucking minute. What? Honest to God. What does he want now? Jesus Christ. He says nobody likes Elkins. <laughs> Well, nobody likes Elkins. God, oh, Christ almighty. Uh, no, that gal <clears throat> over in Canada that I sent you, did you get her pictures with the motorcycle riding and everything? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not bad. She's she's a good-looking gal. She's in shape. She almost seems like, I know this is not something that can happen, but she kind of seems like she'd be perfect for you. <laughs> she would, but I am... Uh, so tired and defeated right now. Uh, I can't, I, I think, I think men hit this point where, uh, you're young and stupid and, um, even, uh, well, I did a review on Roosh's book and I, I'm kind of surprised Roosh lasted that long, but after a while, you're just like, fuck it. I, I don't have the energy for this anymore. Um, and so, yeah, this girl may have been wonderful and nice. Da, da, da. She was, uh, she's 35 and she rides her motorcycle and I asked her. But there were already things like point like, oh, I, I worked this mediocre job. I could only travel two hours away from her, her town. Uh, the, the motorcycle she has is a 98. And I'm not besmirching this woman at all. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying like uh, already. Okay, so there's finance issues. You have a 98 year old motorcycle uh, I, I just i don't know i and i don't care i i uh it's this wonderful place of zen you you uh you get to and much as i pick on him i'll i'll grant him this credit uh bernard chapin is at that level of zen where you're just like nope i'm done I'm, you, you tap out you're uh you're done and you're just going to either the girl plays and helps you out and supports your life or she doesn't. And there's a lot of um, solace and relaxation and calm when you uh, retire from the, uh, the chasing community. I don't know if there's another way to put it like that, but it, it, it's nice not caring anymore. I don't think I'm too far away from that, but we'll see. Um, well, it's, it's kind of, it, it's, it's taxing. 
I uh, well, I was hanging out with my grandmother the other day, who's still alive. God bless her. <clears throat> and it's kind of like in those days. Now, my grandfather has passed away. Obviously, my grandmother is a widow. But there was this concept that the women would actually support and champion the men. And uh, men can go through a, an inordinate amount of shit. We can go through a, an inordinate amount of hell. But in the end, we'd like to be supported at the end. Uh, and I just, I just don't see any support. I see contradiction. I see adversarialness. I see threats uh, from half the population. When we were supposed to get together and jive and have great uh, hot greasy monkey sex, and and now it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even looking. I just kind of like uh, through the consultations and peering into the window. I was kind of like, wow, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't recommend you young men put women at the head of your life. No, the good days are over. I just feel some gratefulness that I got to be there for at least a little bit. It wasn't, I mean, I was born too late. You might have been too, but I feel like earlier on, there were at least some good times, but not anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and not to bring your parents into this, but your parents are a wonderful example of where your mom loves your dad, obviously, because I've met him and your mom is just wonderful. Your dad's awesome too. He'll, he'll not say much. But you could tell that man, he's, he is a forged man. He is a, a piece of steel. Uh, he'll, he'll never admit it, but he is. But then your mom is like this wonderful, doting, supportive woman. Like when I walked in, you know, like, oh, what do you want? What do you this? And, and you even warned me about it. You said she's going to be almost, <laughs> almost too overbearing. But, dude, I'll take overbearing and, like, what type of coffee? I And I'll, God damn it, Elkins, I will forever remember this. Your mom asked me how many ounces of coffee I wanted. I'm like, uh, eight, maybe? Well, I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. Well, you can imagine what it's like for me when I go home for the holidays. Oh, so. God. Are they all over you? Is your mom like doting on every wish and desire? Yeah. So I pretty much walk in there and say, hey, do whatever you want. What a, you know, don't worry about me. Whatever works. My answer to all your questions is whatever you want. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't work for your ma. Your ma's still going to ask and hit you up with a bunch of questions, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Though my ma, she's a wonderful woman. And uh, so we're going way back into the 70s, even uh, late 70s. It was, it was before your time. Um, my mom made these nutmeg cookies. Uh, simple nutmeg. You know, it had the, the very moist, very uh, dense type of cookie base. And then she would put some standard frosting on it with sprinkles. And my mom this year says, what do you want for Christmas? And my, I would love those cookies I had, you know, back in the fucking Carter administration. So what did my mom do? You know, that I just wanted a bash, like a handful. Oh, no. I got this vat that was like a foot deep, three feet wide. Like she made a shit ton of cookies. And uh, there was no way I could eat them all because I would have been uh, morbidly obese. And it, But, you know, Ma's love you. You know, and heck... Your my your folks your old man especially he'll never admit it but he's got to be super proud of you I'd imagine. 
Oh, well, I mean, yeah, like you said, they'll never admit it, but I hope so. If they admit it, they admit it to other people. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, they they don't want me getting cocky. They want me to keep, you know. No, no, they'll never. No, no. My my old man, he you know Lutheran pastor, he'll never admit his son has this company called Asshole Consulting. But you can see him painstakingly uh, acknowledge indirectly, you know, like he wants to brag, but he he can't because of his uh, you know his reputation and all that. But it, it's like, oh, this is my son. Uh, well, he's he's on the internet. What does he do? Well, he 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 makes a living off the internet, and you could just see him like wishing. Say he runs a company called Asshole Consulting, and he bitches out society. You, you know, he 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 wish he could say that, but he he can't because he's he's your dad. Well, it's your old man too. You know, he can't. What happened if he actually said, "Oh, my son, he's a CPA, he's successful in Chicago, he has his own outfit, blah blah blah." No, oh, they'd be like, yeah, Tim, whatever. Our son's a drug deadbeat. No, I don't know what, what he'd say. No, I'm just, remember where they live, so. Yeah, I know where they live. I'm, I'm not going to mention where, but wait, wait. Do you have another brother? You don't have a brother, do you? No, no, no. What I'm saying is if my dad ever started talking to people in the area, you know, if he started going, oh, my son is so awesome, they'd be like, yeah, whatever. And then they'd start talking about their own sons who kind of drank too much or oh. did a little bit of the. You catch my drift? Yes, yes. They're in that state uh, where it is very much like Wyoming, where they don't clean up their front yards. Yes, that would. Uh... Yeah. yeah. Wait, do you, do you have. Well, you got a sister, though, right? That, that's where you go and visit your uh, nephew. You have a nephew. That's Yeah, crazy. I'm leaving there uh, in a week. I'll be there. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. No, I, I was just trying to figure. But you don't have another brother, right? No, no, it's just the two of us. There's a an element of the sons. Not to say that we're going full Chinese. We're going to murder the daughters or anything like that. But there is like this. Um, I'll say preferential treatment. This uh, bigotry, a genuine bigotry in our favor, where they want to have a son. Um, I'm not accusing your parents of this. But they probably look to you, whether you realize it or not, especially you're older than your sister, right? You're the oldest? No, no, I'm the youngest. You're younger? Really? I'm the baby, yeah. How are you so successful? You youngins are supposed to fuck up and go do drugs and get pregnant at 13. How, How are you successful? Well, about five years ago, I was really angry, and I started Googling random things. And uh, up why came do I, why do I know where this is going? <laughs> up came this blog of of pictures. You know, so there were some sexy ladies. Um, actually, I don't know if that had been done yet, but that blog had some YouTube videos on it, and the YouTube videos said, uh, "Yeah, you need to do self employment because working for baby boomers is a losing endeavor." So does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it does. Actually, that's some really great advice. I kind of, you ever look back in like in the olden days, like, cause now we have a digital record of everything. I was watching this video I had done like four or five years ago. I'm looking at it. I'm like, did I say that shit? Was I that smart back then? Holy fucking shit. Is that what you kind of like, you don't think of yourself that highly and then you look back like, oh shit. Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty ahead of the game back in the day. Your stuff in 2012, 2013, and even 2014, that was some good stuff, man. That was hilarious. 
Yeah, you know, you know what happened in 2014 though. 2014. Um, yeah. I I can't think. Well, what I, happened in 20? I'll, I'll give you a hint. That's why all the the videos went to pot. Um, uh, there's a five year anniversary coming up March 13th. Oh, asshole consulting. That's right. That's right. 2014. I, you know what? That's crazy. I advertised with you the very first month of asshole consulting. I remember this now. That mm -hmm. tax season. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. No, and that's why that's why the video went uh, the channel went to shit. I, although not to shit because everyone I guess tunes in even more. But yeah, I, I those were the those are the glory days where I could do whatever I wanted. I could do a video. I could. I could uh, you know, just rant about whatever. And now it's all paid and I got to do it. And I'm everybody else's whore and I'm well, making money. Well, let me ask you this. You know how you like something would get into your mind and you mm. would just do a video. Do you even do that anymore or is it all? It's, it's very rare. No, I, I know. Um, and let me let me tell everybody about this because, you know, and I feel bad like I, I failed my audience or something. But um once the money comes in, you know, you gotta, you gotta work for that. You gotta go, you gotta go do, you know, go where the money is. And that's what it pays. And, um, every great once in a while, I'll get a rare instance where I could do a clear original. Uh, but it's very rare because I do work a lot. I mean, a lot of people think, Oh, I just sleep until 10. Yeah. But I'm working until 4am. No one really sees that part. Um, so there is a lot that goes into it. And most of this is simply keeping up. I mean, uh, writing a book, Operation Evil, uh, all this other stuff, it, it does take time. And unfortunately, because things have become so successful uh, with asshole consulting, I haven't been able to do a lot of Clary originals. So everyone, and that's why I try to hint or tell you guys, like, it's a Clary original and there's me with my stupid looking smirk on my face where I'm sipping a glass of wine or whatever the hell the uh, image is. Um, that's where I do clear originals, but no, there's, there's very few instances like where I get the free time. Like I can do a clear original and just rant about what I want. Um, I, I admit I miss those a little bit. I do. I mean, I get it. I get why you're doing it this way. So it's not a criticism, but you know, I miss the good old days a little bit because those were always fun. Yeah, no, I, I kind of. I've I've thought about putting together a separate channel where it'd just be Cleary Originals and would be asshole consulting and uh you know what? It's just me not having the time. It's not the hustle. I have plenty of hustle. Um, but no, it's it's about a ten hour workday. Uh it really is. I mean, if you include working out, which I do, because working out sucks. Um it's are you, it's a, are you just coming from the gym out of curiosity? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I am in my running gear, and yes, I did uh, run about five miles. You do not uh, get – that's why. That explains why when I was what? trying to text you, you do not get a phone signal in that gym, do you? No, no, I don't. No. Yeah, um, all right. That so explains over, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's where I was. Um, But anyway, the, the larger point is uh, I wish there was a 36-hour day. It would be great because then I could do everything I wanted, but uh, – that's the tragedy of success. And I don't mean to sound arrogant or cocky, but when you have like, it really is like an ATM machine. Like people are like, and my old man kind of is proud, but nobody really understands it. I'm like, okay, look, here's this thing called asshole consulting. And imagine it's like an ATM machine where I go there and I withdraw like 30, 35, $40, like three times a day. And, uh, 
but as you know, in compensation or recompense for that money, I got to go do this video and act like a monkey and do this, you know, response. So like anybody else, I'm not my own person. I got to answer to my clients and everything like that. But by God almighty, it's way better than, I mean, it is like a cash machine. You just go there and get 30, 40 bucks and then you go do your own damn thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's awesome, and I've seen you in action, so to speak. So I I don't think you should change anything, but it's it's okay to reminisce about the days before we were successful, right? Right. Yeah, back in the day when we just write random shit and uh, <clears throat> we could write about what we wanted, and nobody followed it. It was actually it was great. Wait, were you you were never a blogger though? You were never you've never been really in social media though. No, no, no. Like I, I never did any of that. I just used to come on as an occasional guest on a, on a live stream or something. Even before you started doing them, I would do that every now and then. Mm. So, yeah, no. Back in the day, it was real simple. You just write stuff, and then you had to become the triple threat. You had to write, you had to speak, and then you had to act. So you had to do a blog, you had to do podcasts, and I have to YouTube and um. I, I I won't lie to you, man. I if I could make ten million dollars, I would. Uh, you wouldn't see me again. <laughs> I'd just go ghost, dude. Me neither. I would send out a, a client wide email saying, "Hey, so I don't have to do this anymore. Um, see you guys. Yeah, here's a, yeah. here's a, here's, a, here's a referral to your local H and R Block and Jackson Hewitt. See ya. <laughs> I mean, what would you do? Like ten million? I would. I'd be just golfing and riding motorcycles and hanging out with my nieces. It'd just be, it'd be a wonderful event. I would be out of this city so fast. I don't even know where I would go, but I would be out of here. And I don't think I would ever come back. <laughs> why, why are you out of Chicago now? You got to explain it. I look, I understand. Look, uh, mocking me with the pictures of the green mill that actually hurt that really <laughs> that dug deep that cut man well i was like damn it and it was a partially a business meeting there too yeah, that's what was so cool yeah 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 but you know that they're still cash only there but yeah well okay it still doesn't matter to me i'm just saying i could see where you live and where you are but inevitably where are you gonna go i mean you gotta go somewhere i mean you i can't i haven't even thought about it i just know when i wake up because i've been trying to go to the wake up earlier go to the gym earlier which i managed to do today when mm -hmm. i go outside to go to the gym it's 21 degrees fuck that so <laughs> but your old man was down in uh amarillo texas was that yeah. where the, the original? Why don't you go there? Is there any uh, soil there you can sprout some seeds? That's not. I got to be very polite here. That's not All a right. place. That's not a place where a guy like me needs to be for more than he has to. And I'll just leave it at that. Well, now you're begging. What, what do you mean, a guy like you? You're an upstanding man. What? What is it all a bunch of cousin fuckers or what? I I would rather not elaborate, but there's a reason my parents eventually left there and went to um, where they went. The place that they're at now. Okay, yeah. I know. Maybe it's maybe that was your Wyoming. I, I uh... in in a sense, yeah, in a sense. Okay. So, but all I know is if if I had ten million dollars, I would leave here and go someplace warm during the winter, kind of like what you do. I don't know if I'd go to the same place, but I would find someplace really warm, stay there, and do nothing. Really? You wouldn't go? To, Vegas is not your uh, number one cup of tea? 
Oh no, I didn't say that. Huh. Like I haven't even thought about where I'd go, but I I just know. Like step one is figure out where to go because here during the winter sucks. It's gonna get dark at four p.m. today, and yep. that shit gets really depressing. Well, here may I introduce a new thought or concept to you? Sure. Okay, you're half dead. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, at least like, half. Well, no, not not hopefully. Hopefully, you're only a, a third or a quarter dead. Hopefully, we live. Well, to be yeah, what I meant to grandma. say, I hope I'm not two thirds dead or something like that. Well, yes, but I'm I'm saying like half your life is over now because you're thirty. You won't tell me your age, but you're in your late thirties. So you double yeah. that. That's the average life expectancy of a male. And um, I don't know about you, but I uh, I I don't want to live in a cold, shitty. Midwestern North uh, town where it's snowy and blowy and all that, and I don't. I, I've I made say, you've never done that before, Clary. <laughs> no, I've, I've done that. I've done that way too many years. But now you got to give me credit for the past. This is going to be my fifth year now that I vacation down south during uh, winter. Uh, so I'm not a hypocrite in that regard. Everyone's like, "Why do you move? Why do you?" It's like because I have a beloved girlfriend who who is gamefully employed here. Um, no, I've been but, telling you to get her to move there, but anyway, go ahead. Well, no, 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 but you, you gotta look when the iron is hot, you strike and she's got a great job. She's paid handsomely. I think she's underpaid, but that's just me. And I try to stay out of that. Um, but while the iron is hot, you strike. And even though it's a socialist leftist cold tundra shithole, uh, Minnesota still occasionally, uh, it's that Scandinavian uh, work ethic that pays my girlfriend or her salary. Uh, but for you, I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, I understand like your locale, which is enviable because you got the greatest breakfast joint across the street. You got the <laughs> L right there. And then you have my favorite bar three blocks. Why are you there though? I mean, aside from those things, why are you there? Just because you're there. I mean, you went to uh, Northwestern or what? No, well, I went to a much worse school than Northwestern. Notre anyway, Dame, sorry, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Um, I honestly, all I can tell you is, if I ever end up selling my business, because I know we talked about this, it simply cannot be location independent. I'm I'm getting more and more there where a lot of clients are, but for the heavy hitters, like you, you got to be local. Unfortunately, you just have to, and um, I know, and that's most of the revenue. So. Until I sell this business, which I wouldn't surprise me if I do this sooner rather than later, um, I got to be here. It's just how it is. But what, when you sell a business, I mean, it's just a, a black book of clients. Isn't that the business? Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, you put so much into it that you want to be rewarded for the, quote, years of hard work, you know? No, I understand. But I'm trying to figure out, like, what do you do? You just, like, sell to another CPA or what? Yeah, or to a firm. Like my dad had his own practice back in Amarillo. I can say mm -hmm. that because he's not there anymore. And he sold his book of business and managed to get a pretty good uh, deal for it, you know? Okay. So. No, I, I just, all right. Why don't you sell your book of business, use the capital proceeds from that, and then go set up another shop in a nice warm climate like Texas or Florida or Vegas or wherever? Let's just say that uh, that is in the back of my mind, and okay. I may be waiting until I get just a little bit bigger here. Until so, you marry um, that uh, Canadian girl with the motorcycle. Dude, she's pretty cool. You, did you see the picture she uh, sent? 
Yeah, like I'm trying not to say too much because she probably watches, you know, your podcasts. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're not, we're not going to mention her name and we're not going to point her out or nothing. But you got to admit, she's a pretty cool chick. I mean, I was like, kind of like, holy damn, like, look at this gal over here. I'll just say I'm shocked that she's having trouble finding somebody. That is a very good looking gal. So, yes, but you know, there's and, and this is no besmirchment upon her, but there's got to be something wrong. You know that it's just my cynicism. You can say that about all women, right? And and men as well. But con thirty five, that good looking. She rides motorcycles and da 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 da. I'm trying to like, okay, what what gives? What what's happening here? What why? How are you thirty five? This good looking. She's felt, man. She's felt. She's in good shape. She rides motorcycles. Like what? Why? Why is she? Why didn't someone pick her off earlier? I'm I'm gonna speculate, and that's all this is. I know nothing. This is mere speculation. She probably lives in a smaller area, a, a geographical location where there's not a lot of uh, availability for her. Mm. And I get the impression, and this is total ass guess. I no, think she, go ahead. Yeah, maybe she's more on the introverted side. Doesn't like to go out a lot, you know, and meet people. And there was also a mention of her not wanting much of an online presence. So she's probably not on the Bumble and the Tinder doing the swiping all the time. That's a good thing, though. That's uh, That would be a good thing, you yeah. Know, out of 7 billion people, 3.5 billion of which are women, I I mean, there are good women out there. I'm not going to die. I got, oh, my God. I uh, Do you bet for the other team, not gay, but uh, for black? Do you, uh, will you ever date a black woman? Have I or would I? No, would you? I mean, like the right gal comes along. I mean, usually you date within your race because that's what you're most attracted to. But have you ever seen a, a, a comely young black woman or a Latina? Well, yeah. I mean, there's always the dick test. I don't the dick. The dick <laughs> test is not racist. Like if it, if it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it makes you go. It makes no. There was um, I got a really good looking gal. Uh, she's in Canada, but she is uh, What's with all these Canadians, man? I don't know. I don't know. But like, like half of them are from Canada. I'm like, well, shit, fuck. I these guys are gonna have to get a passport and go north. Uh, so I'm like, I'm, I tapped uh, Rich Cooper. Uh, over at Entrepreneurs at Crown, like, hey, Rich, I got some Canadian girls. He's like, no, I'm not interested. I'm like, damn it. So uh, <laughs> I got to I gotta send you and uh, TJ Martinell and um, all these other guys up north. Uh, but yeah, there's a very good looking uh, young black woman. Uh, she's uh, ethnic, well, obviously ethnically, but I also mean she was born in Africa uh, and then she moved to uh, Canada and she's a She's a good looking gal. And, you know, every once in a while, it's, you know, usually I like the white girls, but uh, this gal, I'm like, holy cow, is she cute? She's a real good looking kid. And um, so I was wondering, you know, it, it, since Rich Cooper's going to be racist and uh, not, <laughs> <the black person. laughs> but if you wanted to go up north, I got a, I got a gal, but then I got to ask her about height requirements because you and I kind of suffer in that regard too. It's always a thing. Um, Maybe that's more with American girls, though. I don't know. No, no. I think the American, all women want a taller guy. Like the gal, um, I think she's 5'9", so she's somewhat taller. And she's like, well, I want a guy who's like, you know, 5'9", at least. I'm like, I think Chad is 5'8". I said, well, would you go with a 5'8 guy? She's like, yeah, I just like to kiss up. It's like, well, fucking Christ. I, not a miracle worker. Here's like this great guy. And da, da, da. not that I'm saying you're a great guy, but... You know, you're, you're better <laughs> yeah. than average. You're, you're okay. 
And she's like, I want to, and that was the other thing. She was all like, oh, I want to be financially independent, financially stable. Da, da. I'm like, well, I dip, 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 right there, Chad Elkins. Dude, dude, that was the one whose email you forwarded me. I was looking at that. I'm yeah. Just like, um, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I'll tell you this. I, I I don't know about you. I've never had problem dating taller girls. About the only problem I ever had was they would, you know, I get a date or I'd sleep with them, but um, they would never come back. I think maybe it was like a fun fling or something for them, but I've never had a problem with taller girls. Well, let me tell you a quick story. Um, I'll try not to get too personal here, but uh, so when I was finally able to put the whole schmooka wooka dooka lookums uh, behind Shmooky me. Wookums. Yeah, I yeah. love her. She's great. That's Aaron and her just got along so well. Um, this was, um, this was right before the summer and I'd finally had moved out. So I moved back into my, into my apartment, you know, it's finally on my own. And I, you know, all about this. I was texting you about it. No, I was I there. Yeah, up, no, I remember it. Yeah. It was, it was a great movie I got to see for free. It well for the, yeah, I ended up going out. One of the first dates I went on when I was, um, finally able to do this again was with, a lawyer, an attorney who was a few inches taller than me. So it didn't really bother me and it seemed to not bother her. So I was just like, Oh, that's pretty cool. So we went out a couple of times and then I'll never forget the third date. I think I told you this story. Um, she basically, she became a communist. I mean, I remember that part. Yeah. Basically we'd had such great conversations until then. And she was really cute. And I was getting a little excited and then some kind of switch like flipped and she started going into like lefty central on me on everything. I mean, just like we're, we're sitting there having sushi. So I don't know why you'd bring this up over sushi, but she's just like, you know, yeah. So, you know, Republicans are evil, right? And I'm like, uh, well, yeah, I don't kill whitey, don't, kill men with penai. Yeah. I was like, I don't like to characterize that sort of thing. And so that opened up a Pandora's box of all these like, questions and it's like <laughs> turns out she was a civil rights lawyer for the department of justice did, so i was like i tell you didn't you like ah, i met this girl and i'm like lawyer what hang on are you sure she's not a lefty oh no she's not and then then it ended up becoming true yeah you were right about that one but yeah. you got to keep in mind up until that point the only thing i was talking about was fiscal conservatism like yeah. taxation so i was like and she seemed okay with what i was saying but man, as soon as it flipped onto that, I was like, yeah, I just got through three years of hell with that. So, um, yeah. Have well, a good wait, the, but all right. She was okay with you being shorter though. Yeah. That was my point is that either she was okay with it and it didn't matter, or this was her, or she did have a problem with it. And this was her way of finding a convenient excuse to, uh, I hate, I, I hate to admit this, but I think. And this is God bless them. God bless them. I'll accept this lot in life because it's reality. I think taller women look at young men or or shorter men rather. And they kind of look at us as play toys because I've had great upfront initial success with taller women. I've never had a problem. I know a lot of short guys have issues with taller women like, oh, I can't because I'm short. I mean, if you're like five foot four, okay, I get it. Okay, that's that's kind of an issue. But I didn't really have any initial problems with taller women. I And frankly, at least half the women I've dated are taller simply because I'm such a short guy. 
that that is statistically, you know, the pool you got to choose from. You're not um, really that short. I mean, well, but I'm not really that tall either. I'm five eight, five nine. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm your height. Maybe you're a, a touch taller. Uh, but I have never had an issue of getting dates with girls that were tall, and I never personally had an issue dating taller women. Uh, but it it is in the long run, I think taller women have an issue dating shorter men. I think I think you're right about that. And I haven't had many problems with it either. You know, girls my same height. But I, I have to say, just talking to them, this is why the the swiping apps, the dating apps, I know you're not super familiar with these, but that's why it's like littered with women that are like five eleven and six feet, because they won't they won't budge on that. So But but I can't I can't fault women on that either. I mean you're attracted to what you're attracted to, and I've likened it to uh men with fat women. We're just not attracted to fat women, women aren't attracted to short men. Yeah, I'm but not knocking them di- for this either. I'm not yeah, but, I'm not criticizing. No, no, no. But the difference yeah. is that you can control whether you're fat or not, you can't control whether you're short or not. Even that being said, I, I know a lot of men seem to be angry and pissed off about being shorter. It's like, dude, that's what they want. You know, you can't you can't get pissed off at their individual choice. They have every right to be attracted to what they are or they are not. Um, but it's uh it it kind of what what confused me is this initial attraction like i'd go out with these girls they'd be happy we'd have sex obviously they wanted to sleep with me but then they would just go away you know they never call back or that's the way it, it, it inevitably uh there was never a long-term relationship uh with a taller gal and so it, it indicated to me that they were attracted on some level why would they go out with me why would, would they have sex with me but inevitably that i don't know if it was Societally uh, embedded in them that they had to date a taller guy. There seemed to be like everything was great and kosher, where they'd be having a grand old time, having sex, dating, everything was wonderful. But then there was like this uh, social stigma dating uh, a shorter guy. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the impression I got. That's what it was. I was going to make a joke that maybe the sex uh, was below their standards, but I, I'm sure you were just fine. <laughs> I think what it is, every girl, at least the one, a lot of the ones I know, they want to have somebody they feel proud to bring to their friends and kind of show off in public. Showcase. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that shorter guys aren't good looking. It's just I think some of these taller women are, some of them are more self-conscious about that and they, they don't want to parade around with somebody who's an inch or two shorter than them. It's just a theory. I don't know. No, but, no, it, it could um, be, you know, how how vain are people nowadays? I mean, men need to have a fancy sports car. Women need to have that Prada shoe. It, it, dude, it would not shock me in the slightest that a gal that shows up to a party is going to be very insecure when her date is like three inches shorter than her. And she could totally love him. She could think he's the greatest guy ever. But if if my life, my past four decades or three decades of puberty, have told me anything that women are completely malleable, trainable, indoctrinatable. And um, not that there's like anywhere near the amount of propaganda that goes into, you know, like you strong, powerful woman, feminist, but there is a, you know, a short guy is like a, a Kia Rio or a Chevy Aveo. 
or my uh, <laughs> I mean, it just isn't, you know, you know, like, hey, it gets the job done. It's loyal. It's honest. It does the thing. It's reliable. You love it to death, but you'll trade it in for a convertible cabriolet. You know, you'll you'll get rid of it because it doesn't have the social status you want. And I think that's probably what happened. Um, mm. Do we have time? I like we got a bunch of super chats, man. Well, let's I go think, through it. Hang yeah, on. They, uh, do you got to go to the bathroom? Because I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, uh, you go ahead. All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Sing uh, the girl from Impanema or something like that. Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking and then she passes. So then she passes. So I forget the words. Um, So happy Tuesday, you guys. I hope you're in a location where the high isn't 29 degrees with uh, 16 degree wind chills. Ooh, got some hate there. I'll have you know I am very Anglo Protestant. When she walks, it's like a summer. All right, I'm back. All right, well, Tactical Mall Cop, at the very beginning of our chat, said, cheers, gents, and he gave $2. So thank you very much. Awesome. That was it, huh? Well, no, there's a few more, including another one from uh, Anthem. <laughs> God bless him. He goes, Clary. You know what? No, hang on, hang on. When we die, you know what my version of heaven is? What's that? It's just a bunch of us assholes showing up at a poker table with a lot of money and cigars and tobacco and uh, some, some good scotch. That's, that's what my version of heaven is. Because... I, I just uh, picture Atham and Vince and Marcus and Shoots and all those and Akil and all those guys. I just picture them at a poker table. That's heaven. Yeah, it's good heaven. Yeah. No. No. Um. All right. Well, speaking of the diversity that exists in your heaven, Bacon Maldito asks for five dollars and twenty-seven cents. How do they do the odd pennies there? I thought it had to be straight dollar but anyway um he asks black woman as an ethnically black or black culture black grew up in that culture huge difference between the two you do not want the latter he's talking about standing point outstanding point yeah do you know Uh, this is this is a uh uh, she's ethnically black uh obviously um 
but no, I, I got the impression. I, I, I said, uh, would you date outside of your race? Cause I, you know, cause all I predominantly, I, I know some other minorities, but I said, well, I mostly know uh, white guys. And she's like, oh, well, no, I, I typically date white Latino. And she didn't mention black. I'm like, well, will you date a black guy? And she's like, well, yeah, if you know this and then I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, she, I would say culturally is Western or traditional. Um, well, let's just face it. All the gals that are on this dating, you know, that responded to that video have to be traditional. If they're, if they're watching my videos and they could tolerate the, you know, women on a major in STEM and fuck you and fuck feminism, fuck. So, I mean, they're going to be traditional gals. So she would be culturally, uh, uh, Western or white or whatever, uh, Asian, uh, very traditional. Um, but she was not like girlfriend. You got it. She's not a, sh she also said like, I don't want no guy with other man's or other woman's kids. I mean, this is a, this is a straight up traditionalist woman. So, I mean, and she's cute. She's very cute. Now I can't speak for other white men, but I looked at her. I'm like, damn, I'd, I'd fly up to Toronto or whatever she is over in Canada to go visit her. But yeah, she's uh she is a culturally traditional. Yes. And Rich Cooper said no. <laughs> well, Rich, no, I can understand why Rich, you know, he was fresh off divorce and, uh, you know, sometimes it's just, I don't know when you get to be, I mean, he's older than you and me. He's 45, 46. Um, oh, and he's got a kid too. I forgot. And about he's got that. a kid. Yeah. But I can also appreciate like him and Rolo and all these older guys where it's like, yeah, no, fuck that. Shit. I mean, look, let me ask you this, Chad. Yeah. The, what nights let's, let's use the unit of measurement of nights. What percentage of nights that you went out chasing after women or went on a date, blah, blah, blah. Anytime you're scamming for chicks, what percentage of the nights were a positive ROI? Less than two, less than three, less than 5%. Talking percentage wise. Um... Yeah. Like you invested your time and money and effort to go out and you went on a date or you went out looking for girls, blah, blah, blah. What percentage of the time was it a positive ROI versus what percentage of the time was like my time would have been better spent otherwise uh, dedicating it towards a career or something it's less than 10 percent, but mm -hmm. with a with a qualifier that i refuse i've got some friends that they like to go slumming a little bit especially mm -hmm. from these swiping apps i refuse to do that so you know i won't go for like really low hanging fruit because to me that's not a positive roi you know mm -hmm. no i just i could see where a, an older guy like rich cooper and not to say that he's old because he's only like two or three years older. Maybe, maybe he's even my age, but um, I can just see where he's like, yeah, I'm not interested. You know, again, not to, not to pay Bernard Chapin a, a compliment, but I can see where it's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm retired. You know, like this better be served to me on a silver platter because uh, of the amount of investment and time I, I, I dedicated in my early years that didn't have a positive ROI. So I thought he was married for some reason. He he's Bernard not, was engaged, yeah. um, but that that went south. Uh, okay, for whatever reason, he, I don't think he ever elucidated the details. Uh, but he, um, no, Burns Burns a veteran. Uh, whatever disagreements him and I may have, uh, he certainly is a veteran, and he earns the title of a genuine ghost MGTOW, not the virgin tau. He's he's one of the few legitimate MGTOWs out there. Uh, but I, I look at a burn and then I can totally understand 
Rich Cooper not wanting to date. I can see why these men are like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I wasted the first half of my life. I'm not going to waste the second half. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, it makes me feel like when I get to my 40s and this stuff gets old, there's nothing wrong with totally backing off from it. <laughs> well, it's it's not even backing off. It It's an issue of finiteness. Like, it's like, you know, I, I put all this effort. In t- Let me ask you this, Chad. You've you've invested a lot into your career and your CPA. Uh, if you were to tally up an in inventory, the calories of energy spent that you spent dating, dealing, uh, chasing every all the calories of energy you spent chasing after women, dating them or not, chasing them or not, successful or not, all the calories of energy you invested with women, would that even compare to what you put into your like CPA and MBA in your career? No, of course not. I mean, um, I just, you know, the flip side of that is, though, that's just part of the game, right? Like, there's no such thing as 100% conversion, right? No, 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 no. You're right. But my question is simply this for every, and I, I hate to sound like I'm a MGTOW, I'm, I'm, especially now that I've taken over it, I'm not. But what do you have to show for all the effort, time, and energy you spent chasing women versus what do you have to show for putting in getting a CPA? Oh, well, I have a couple of restraining orders, uh, some trauma. <laughs> Let's see, some therapy bills, uh, some trips to the pharmacist. No, I'm kidding about all of that, except for maybe the therapy. No. <laughs> um, um, well, you know, you do, con- you do have some conversions, if you know what I mean, but they don't. Uh... Was it you who said that you can't, like, an orgasm only lasts like a very short time. Like it's not something you can bottle up and, and take out later to use. No. I heard that recently and I thought it was really clever, but I can't remember who said it. Was, wasn't me. That doesn't sound like me. Probably somebody else. Okay. It was Roosh. It was okay. It was Roosh. Roosh. Yeah. Okay. It was no. Roosh. Yeah. Uh, there's another super chat that's kind of on these uh, wavelengths that we're talking about. It's our old buddy Krillin876 for five dollars. Oh, old Krillin. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, "Cap, you should stress, especially to your younger viewers, it is worse to be under six feet tall than to have a small dick." True, true. But by the time the girl gets to your dick, it's almost too late. That's that's the great thing about that is like, yeah, once she's once she's naked, it's you're ready to go. But yeah, no, being short sucks. I just. The only, maybe it never phased me. I don't know. I mean, you're shorter than me. I mean, I've never had an issue with being short. No, it's never really been that bad for me because I, I, early on, I saw, this was like high school and college. I saw that there were actually dudes that were a lot shorter than I was. And some of them were actually pretty good with women. So it was never really a thing for me. Yeah. Um, it's a little limiting when you're using these these apps, which I I don't even use them anymore. But when you were using them, a lot of them would be like, "Please only swipe if you're six feet and and or taller," which is fine. You know, it's you would prefer them to tell you that up front, but it just yes. limits your pool a little bit. I I but see, keep in mind, I also dated the vast majority of my dating experience was analog; it wasn't digital. So, um, and I, a lot of it, I'll also admit, was the fact that I was the ballroom dancer, you know, and dance instructor. Uh, I never had a problem with taller women long term. That was the deal. And, and you know what? I, I think for the shorter guys out there, um, 
Yeah, you know, and and you know what, women have every right to like what they like. I I, I just, you know, I I think a lot of taller women run into shorter guys they really like, but society compels them and programs them like, oh no, you don't want that. That's low status. Blah 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 blah. It's too bad. I bet you there's a lot of uh, great romances that would have bloomed, and women would have been very happy with a shorter guy. Uh, it's just that I think society programs them otherwise, but yeah, you're, you're at a huge disadvantage being short. Um, but don't let that keep you down. I just, I, I don't no, know. it doesn't keep me down because like my, I'm picky. You've heard me say this. I am not into women that aren't in good shape. I mean, it makes me and like a zillion other guys out there, but if you're kind of fat, I'm not interested in you. So girls get to have the same type of preferences, right? Yeah. Uh. That one gal I was going to set you up with out west, remember? Um, uh, and then she got fat. Oh, yeah, yeah dude, that was that was really tragic. That tragic. Was, that was just awful because I had my hopes up. I'd seen some pictures that were old, and then you gave me an update. That yeah, was just, no, uh, I mean, and and you know what's great about you see, here's the thing I love about you is you're like the squeaky clean guy. You're like aces, and this girl was the naughty, dirty girl that would have dirtied you. I mean, like, it would have been the perfect yin and yang, and and then, then she gained weight. And I was like, oh, god damn it. It's like, uh, why did that have to happen, you know? <laughs> it didn't have to. It didn't have to. But she chose it. And I was just like, god damn it. I, well, our, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to lament some more, that's all. Well, Nick Shulander also wants to lament a little bit. Because I like taking Nick's money. Nick's money's good money. I like Nick's money. Yes. And where he lives is really one of the worst places to date. I won't say it unless he wants to say it in the chat. But um, for $5, Nick says, girl, I knew, quote, no one should date short guys. We got to take the short genes out of the gene pool. They aren't helping any of us, end quote. Um <laughs> But what happens when you take the short guys out of the gene pool? Then the average mean just moves up. And then we're what? We're going to kill guys who are 5'11 and are not six feet. And then if it's six foot four, we're going to kill people that are six foot one. Well, he lives in Seattle, so it doesn't surprise me that he um, got that. How are they choosy in Seattle? I, 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 maybe he should come on here and elaborate sometime, but I cannot think of a worse place to try to date. In Seattle, because they're not only do they have those bitchy attitudes, they're fat and ugly there, and they're tatted up. When's the last time you were in Seattle? I haven't been there for three or four years, but um, man, I just would not want to live there. I'm sorry, Nick, I would not want to live there. I would. I was there last year, um, and it and it just got worse. Uh, I was hanging out with some friends in Tacoma, crashed with a buddy in Tacoma. And God bless them. They're great people. But uh, when we went to like the local bars or whatever, just driving around, you're looking around. And see, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'll be honest. Everyone's like, this is why I don't have faith in race arguments. I, this is why I don't even believe in racism or discussing racial politics. Because you want to look where the white people end. It's Tacoma and Seattle and Portland. It's a bunch of fat, lard-ass, tattooed, lazy motherfuckers. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting. It's repulsive. Uh, and so for Nick, I'm terribly sorry you got to live in Seattle, but get the fuck out of there, man, for God's fucking sake. 
I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, it's gross. It's gross. That's the epitome of uh, the Pacific Northwest. Gross white people. There you go. And dude, fun, fun uh, little factoid here. If you want to do this again sometime next week, we can do it while I'm in Portland. So I can give you. Uh... Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But you were there before, weren't you? Well, I was there, I, st- I was there earlier in the summer just to meet my new nephew, but this time the whole family's going for Christmas, and um, yeah, it'll probably be but, uh, well, okay. But you didn't have observations about Portland beforehand. No, I did. I just oh, never okay. really chatted about him here. All right. <laughs> so I don't think your your next visit's going to be any different. Like, because oh my god, I remember pulling in because I went over Chinook Pass on my motorcycle. Um, and it was night and day different. One time here in Yakima, it's like, okay, people look normal here. All right. Yeah, there's some regular old folk. Then you go over Chinook Pass, you pull into Tacoma. I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck just happened? Holy shit, did the genetics just decay? What what in God's name happened here? But I imagine when you go to Portland, yeah, you could. Well, did you hang out in Portland proper or did you just go straight to your folks' place? Or your sister's place. Sister, I was mostly hanging out with my sister. Like we didn't go out too much because he was only like three, four months old at that point. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we're gonna get to go out a lot more this go around. That's <laughs> why I'll be able to make more poignant observations with the whole fam there. When when do you go? A week from today. Oh, okay, dude. We gotta do that. You gotta. That's be- why I'm saying sometime before Christmas while I'm there. If you want to do one of these, I'm game. Let's do it. I'd like to get TJ Martinell. I'd like to get the great one on um, and do some individual podcasts, but I would love to have you reporting live from Porkland uh, <laughs> with the other pasty white meat, as Tom Lankus would say. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be great because I can't imagine. it's I, It's got to be worse than Seattle. It's got to be worse than Tacoma, which is pretty bad. At least, so this again, just my experience, and I'll know more in a week, 10 days or so. At least Portland seemed to have some slimmer women. Like, I remember Seattle, I couldn't even find one. They were just all ham beasts. Well, maybe, maybe Seattle's worse. Uh, TJ Martinell was, uh, and, and John Steele, the, they're both natives. Um, I can't, the issue is, I can't imagine it being worse than Tacoma. I can't because I spent at least a week there just driving around, hanging out, and uh, I, it, it was repulsive. It was just – it was so bad, it felt like these are a genetically differentiated species. Like, we couldn't breathe. Like, if I had sex with it, that thing over <laughs> there, and I and I had the best sperm ever, it would not – it wouldn't take. It just is a completely different – DNA. And I'm not joking. Like you go down the road, like if we were to advance this a thousand years, I think Seattleans and Portlandians and Tacomians would breed into this like asexual Borg like kind of thing that just, yeah, no, there's, there's no, but yeah, I am, I'm curious to see what, uh, what you'd report back when you go over to uh, Portlandia. Well, Krillin for $5 has Again? another. Yeah, he's got another idea for this us. This is and great. Yeah, this, this is, is wonderful. His ideas, as long as there's $5 attached to him, sure. And then after that, Bacon has another one. But Krillin says, Cap, why why don't you recommend to low 
S Mark V Al guys to hook up with C oh low sexual market value guys. SMV. Yeah, to hook up with quote C hags, you know, ages 45 to 65. They usually are not broke having taken ex-husband's money. Um what? But are they fuckable? That's the problem, is that most of them didn't really maintain themselves very well, right? Yeah, 45 to 65. I mean I what how desperate are we? I and this gets back to the thing of uh uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Rich Cooper and um oh god, Bernard Chapin. Like after guys, you have the right to be sexually satisfied. You don't have to fuck land whale. Why would you fuck a 45-year-old to a 60 Every great once in a while, you'll find a hot 45-year-old. Okay, yeah, there's that cougary MILF 50-year-old. There was one gal in my dance class that, oh, my God, I couldn't believe she was 50. I thought she was like 27. But I mean, but that's that's rare. We're talking literally tens of thousands of dance students, and there's this one that stands out. No. What? No. Just, well, just go, go pay for the money and get a whore. Honest to God. Well, let me at least say this. Um, when I was in my early, when I was 32, I dated a 39-year-old woman. To this day, is the most gorgeous, hottest, amazing-looking woman I've ever dated, and she still looks that good today. She's in you that told age. Me about her. Yeah, she's so she would. She's obviously on the very lower end of this, but she is like still phenomenal-looking. Why don't you that- go chase after her, Chad? She lives in L.A., and I think she's... Had- don't give me... Chad, don't give me this shit, man. All right, you I think... She, good money. I think she's what? dating somebody already, plus there Who were issues. Shit? Who gives a shit? Steal her. Steal her away from him. Yeah, I don't think I'm going back to that well, but who knows? <laughs> um, Bacon Maldito has another one for $5.27. All right, all right. Let, let's, let's be honest. Chad, you being a financial guy... Can we reiterate uh, my concern that these guys don't piss away their money on our chat? I mean, I want to make sure that these guys have good money, they're making good money, and that they're spending this money wisely. I don't want people foregoing groceries or rent, correct? We're on that page? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they, they understand. No, I'm no, I just, I just feel bad. I don't want to be, like, taking people's money. That could be, like, buying them food or groceries. So, I mean, if you guys want to spend this money, go ahead, but... I I appreciate Bacon uh, throwing the money here. How does what I want to know is how is he doing it? Like five dollars and twenty seven cents. Every time I've tried to troll your super chats, it's only for like two dollars or five dollars. They don't really let me pick an arbitrary amount. It's just kind of uh, strange. Oh, um, but he says for five dollars and twenty seven cents. I call it a win win scenario if she bails on you after a short term relationship. You got what you wanted, and why settle down with someone like that? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good way of looking at it. It's yeah. kind of a glass half full way of looking at it. I think that is the vast majority of my dating experiences, where we'd have this great first date, second date, maybe third date, go to sex, and then they just disappear. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys got to re- appreciate a woman that rejects you because she's saving you time. She had no interest in you. I I, I don't. Um, I know rejection sucks. I know if it doesn't work out, it kind of sucks. But that gal is doing you a huge favor 
rejecting you up front or in the short term. There's, there's, uh, I don't know. You got to salute those gals. They're honest. Yeah, I've had situations where I quote got what I wanted, and then I never heard from the girl. Similar to what you were talking about earlier in the chat about some taller women. Like mm-hmm. I've had some very confusing things happen where, yeah, it was awesome, and then well, there here comes the ghost. So you're like, yeah, okay. they went. No, no, it's it's kind of sad. I there was one gal. Oh, honest to God, I liked her. I liked her a lot. Um, this would have, uh, predated the, the GF, as you know, her Natasha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this gal was, was up there and everything was going great. And she was taller than me and she was, uh, a physical therapist or something like that. Worked at the public schools and, and uh, it was great. It was wonderful. Everything was going great. And then she wanted to like get serious, like, well, I want to have kids. I'm like, no, 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 we don't have to have this. And uh, the conversation went where basically I was like, well, but are you happy? Are you having fun? And he was like, yeah, I am. I'm like, well, then why fuck with it? And then she fucked with it and then she went away. Well, that's I like guess. what it's like what Tom Likas used to say whenever a girl would push for something, he would always be like, well, we're having fun. What do you. What are you worried about? <laughs> anyway. And there's the door, by the way. And they always went for the door. They always like, oh, no, it's got to be this thing. And I want to have kids and all that other stuff. But, all right. I'm glad we got Bacon's uh, $5. We have a series. We have four in a row of $2 Super Chats. Um, it's We're going to go through them one at a time. We uh, Each of these Super Chats deserves our individual attention. E- exactly. And I want to start with Bacon because we were talking about him. So he has two more dollars and he says, I'm in if you do a Pacific Northwest cast. So that's something you guys can chat about or, or think about or whatever. Well, him and um, it's uh, he could join any time because uh, John Steele and TJ Martinell are uh, from the Pacific Northwest and they they are very uh, fluent or conversant in it. So uh, we do have wow. regular uh episodes or segments on that yeah it it's almost a, a mockery that the uh pacific northwest has become such a shithole of dipshit i mean the degradation of white people is basically what seattle and portland is so yeah if he ever wants to come on the show i mean have him have him email me have a bacon email me uh we'll and- get you on the show and Nick, our buddy Nick Shulaner for $2, he's pointing out the exact same thing because he's up there in Seattle. So you guys email Aaron if you want to maybe get in on that. Let's do this. Let's get a Seattle event because um, I'd love to hear from the ground floor. I mean, I, we get to hear from it from uh, uh, TJ Martinell and, and John Steele. Uh, but I'd be very curious because I'm going to assume these John's old. He's older than me. He's like 49 tj's 30 but he moved out uh but i'd love to hear like from, i'm a, i'm gonna assume nick and the other guy are like in their 20s or something is john married with kids or no 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 god almighty no, no okay if, if john would knock it off with the anti-jewish thing i would love to have him <laughs> love to have him on the show because um uh how can i put it without saying too depressing that guy has not had an easy life, and there are some lessons, and, and millions of men, black, white, Jewish or not, John, oh, my God, there might be some Jews that you could help out. 
holy shit. Um, <laughs> he, he went through hell, and there are some lessons I'd love to draw from him about that. But, yeah, for Nick and, uh, and Bacon, we totally – we should do, like, a Seattle cast or something like that and see what hell it is to live up there as a young man who might want to get laid and not have, like, hairy vagina or hairy armpits uh, at the end of deal with that. I would tune in for that. Yeah. Um, for two dollars, Carlos Miranda, who's we've had on here before, we have, uh, yeah, and he asks thoughts on thoughts in San Diego looks wise. Have you been to San Diego? Yeah, I've spent a fair amount of time. Is that um, <clears throat> Carlos? What do you I mean? Specifying the chat room, Chad, pay attention to it. I mean, what do you mean by thoughts in San Diego? I mean, San Diego is uh. Well, looks wise, he wants to know if you saw a lot of if beautiful women or oh yeah yeah well, you're in Southern California of course yeah uh, but but San Diego is like any other major metropolitan area in Southern California I mean it's you got a bunch of elitists I mean you can go to Del Mar and deal with the snobs there um, uh, La Jolla is like kind of the Adina remember Adina every day I need attention Chad. Yeah, uh, Adina. Yeah, okay, Adina. That's like their Winnetka or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, is Carlos trying to get with the uh, hot chicks in San Diego? What I always was curious, like, hey, what town do I go to? It's like, well, go to a Republican conservative town to find girls that maybe want to or down to fuck and be be sane and normal. But San Diego, I mean, you're in California. Fucking Christ, the women are. They got attitude up the ass. What 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 else do you want to know about it? Um, uh, he just looks wise. I think was all he was asking about. He can clarify in the chat here, but that's all I'm seeing so far. Well, so. yeah, it, it, okay. San Diego's a great town. Great town, by the way. I mean, it's it's a good time. Traffic nowhere near as bad as L.A. Uh, grand old time. I, I love San Diego. I we got our buddy uh, Michael Kingswood. You can go to him at non-communist science fiction.com and check him out. Um, but you know, but I mean, here, here's the problem I face is, uh, I haven't been on the dating market in, in over a decade. Uh, so I, all I have, this is why I'm so, I don't want to say obsessed, but why I pay attention to or study, uh, the machinations and the, um, evolutions of the, of the dating market. You know, this is why I talk to, uh, Davon down in Baltimore, uh, you know, I got to have him on the show, uh, soon, sooner than later, uh, give him a shout out, uh, and why I pay attention to your particular life. Not that I'm trying to snub my nose into anything like that, but, uh, San Diego, I, I that's kind of the last place I'd be looking for oh, Look, Carlos, let me ask Carlos this. Are you, in the, are you still being a stupid Mexican? And like, oh, I want the the blonde with the big tits and the long blonde. Are you still into this stupid shit? Because because all you have to do is date one of those once, and you'll be you'll be sworn off of them forever. And I'll be like, wow, you know, the Latinas are kind of nice, and maybe you know, someone a little bit more uh, supportive. Uh, but I mean, yeah, there's hot chicks down there, but you better have a lot of fucking money. Is basically what it boils down to. Well, I don't want you to be worrying about money from Krillin eight seven six or Bacon because both of them they two dollars for Krillin. There yeah, two two dollars for Krillin and two fifty three for Bacon. Krillin mm -hmm. says 
Cap, you are only taking money from my escort savings pile. So, you know, we don't have to worry about him. You can probably <laughs> okay, negotiate. Right, I feel better. I feel better than, okay, all right, we'll take his money. I won't lose sleep over that. That's and he can negotiate with them anyway. Yeah. And uh, really the same with Bacon. He says, Clary Super Chats beat buying drinks for chicks. And I will agree. It's probably a lot more fun being here than, you know, wasting I, money. I will tell. Oh, God. How does it even compare? When's the last time you had an intelligent conversation with a girl at a bar? I mean, yeah. honest to God, I when's the last I'm trying to think the last time I bought a girl a drink. It had to be 10 years ago. And whenever you did, it wasn't interesting. I mean, it was painful. It was like basically, hey, can you get drunk so you take off your fucking panties and Evelyn in like three hours while I'm back at your place? I mean, that's what it was. Man, you know, even in my current situation, it's been a long time for me too. <laughs> so. That you bought a girl a drink? Yeah, yeah. I do. You do, here's a real interesting question because I know Gen X had it beaten into us that like women are equal, but there was still this tangential ha- uh, holdover of traditionalism. Like, oh no, I'm gonna take the girl. I'm gonna open up her door. Um, but as I've gotten older. Uh, even though I have not been dating women, like I won't hold the door for women. I won't help out a woman. Uh, it is a retaliatory strike. You know, you're going to vote for socialism. You're going to vote against America. Fuck you. I'm not going to do this. But do uh, I'd imagine young men today have all of it beaten out of them. Like you don't buy girls drinks, do you? The most I'll do, uh, if I'm meeting them, if it's off one of these dating sites or apps, because I invited them, I'll get around. I don't mind buying them a drink, but one, I haven't done that in a long time. And two, that's all I'm really willing to do, unless it's like going really, really well, until there's like another date, until we have some kind of connection. That's the Mm -hmm. most I'm willing to do. And I've had women beat on me for that. They're like, what? You know, you're cheap then. No girl's going to like you. And I'm like, if that's a requirement for them to like me, then I, I don't want them. What? You know? What What did they not understand about equality? They want that, chivalry. I, they think fuck, chivalry. Oh, fuck that bullshit. Chivalry's dead. I mean, I mean, that's so old hat. They, they Do they really expect that now? They do, man. They expect it. So few of these ones that I were meeting actually wanted a quote equal situation they want all the chivalry with none of the responsibilities that yeah, come yeah. with equality okay. all the benefits without the responsibilities yeah well okay that's okay see that's it pisses me off because i do know some real women who carry their weight the gf being one of them you've met her many times right chad absolutely she yeah. carries her weight right and there are some real goddamn women out there and God bless you women who are listening, but my God, for every one of those rare gals, all, and, and you know what? I guarantee you, what, where they left us, Chad, where they left us, they want all the money bought and paid for, and they want their drinks bought and paid for, and they want chivalry, but then they're strong, independent women don't need no man as they go off, get their master's in public health administration. Of course, but then yeah. you had then you have the occasional conservative, you know, quote conservative who still expected you to be chivalrous. All women want you to be chivalrous. Wait, are there actual conservative women that want you to be chivalrous? Yeah, it's uh, every time you find a needle in a haystack. But yeah, that is the case. But they're but not do really. They, do they end up being conservative, or is no. it just a front? No, it's oh. a front. Okay. Yeah. God damn. 
it's rough out here. Like this is this city. You were asking me earlier, like, you know, why would you leave? It's like, I listen to what I'm saying. Like, this is, <laughs> this is awful. It's, it's enough to make a guy just want to cure. I, I can totally understand it. I could totally understand it. You know, may, maybe they're wiser than I am. Maybe I'm just too damn idealistic, or maybe I've met too many great women in my life. But um, I can see where the guys are like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm going MGTOW, like the Virgin Tower." Like, yeah, I'm just gonna jerk off to porn, and because because if the women are gonna be this hypocritical, like, yeah, I'm a conservative, but I'm in a strong independent. Oh, but you gotta pay. And, and after a while, it's like, yeah, fuck it. I I can see where Rich Cooper's going. You know what? I can see where Rich Cooper's going. Like, yeah, I'm done. He, he's totally out. Here's this ripped, good-looking, six-foot-two dude. He's like the Scandinavian-looking handsome motherfucker. Drives a fancy-ass car. He's every girl's dream come true. And he's like, nope, I'm out. I'm gone. I, I can totally see it. Totally see it. So I was having this discussion uh, just this past weekend with a friend. For, and Five years ago, five, maybe four years ago, it wasn't nearly this bad. It really wasn't. Like, it wasn't great, but it wasn't this bad. But in the last like three, four years, it's just gotten absolutely terrible with this. And our theory was that it had to do with all of these dating apps and, you know, the rise of that and how every single person's on them now. But back, back, see, the reason why it was better back in your day was in my day too, a little bit was because it wasn't this bad. It really wasn't. And now it's just a monstrosity. But like what to the to the online dating apps? I I, I didn't have the online dating apps. I, I I'll tell you this: the the feminism was laid down really early. I remember in the fourth grade, uh, Mrs. Cores, Mrs. Cores, if you're out there, I tried looking you up. I can't find you. It's too bad. Probably because you got divorced. But Mrs. Cores and your marine husband, my God, I I hope to find you guys someday. Um. It was laid down really early that the feminism and the women were equal and all that other shit. Like, this is 19. We're in, we're in the fucking third grade. Third fucking grade. And they're laying down this shit. And we're like, um, what's a woman? We didn't even know what a vagina was. What the fuck? We just... But uh, it was laid down way before that. Even, but, you know, pre, pre-internet in the analog days. Right. No, I'm with you on that. But what I'm saying is from the dating standpoint, like there used to be some kind of decency in my, our personal theory, my personal theory up until about 2012, 2013, there were some remnants of decency. And now with iPhones, these swiping apps, somebody in this out, Joe Jones for 199 said sex is purely transactional in modern days. Aaron, I agree a thousand percent a thousand percent at least what i've experienced this year since getting out of a relationship is all transactional yeah all of it well it's kind of interesting because uh you were telling me about some people that we happen to know um were like oh they're getting laid all the time but they're getting laid all the time through uh oh what's the website um well it's probably a dating app no it's not a dating app it's a, a strict prostitution app um oh seeking arrangement seeking arrangement thank you um yeah i can't blame them i can't blame them 100 at all i'm i'm proud of them because 
the amount of bullshit pain and agony it's interesting that in one hand feminism has gone like we're strong independent women don't need no man but but then it's like the purest most successful form of dating has now become seeking arrangement where it's like here's your fucking money suck my dick now go to fuck away and that's that's the most successful that's one of the ones he uses. Yeah. I don't think he uses it anymore, but that's, it's very expensive. I mean, you're right. It's more honest than all the other ones, but Cheaper it's than quite what you're expensive. Doing. How many, how many dates really think about it? How much money do you have to spend and your sacrifice time and your money and your labor and your resources? You could be a goddamn college kid and it'd be way cheaper just to go pay for a prostitute than it would be to woo and convince a girl today to have sex with you dude you don't understand from from what i've been hearing about this site is that not only do you have to pay to get on it mm -hmm. you pay like a lot of these women you have to give a regular allowance to like it's not just oh here you go let's have sex like they're after long-term cash grabs they're after a, a pension like a pension yeah or something you know <laughs> a paycheck so oh all right I, so the truth comes out the truth comes out. These yeah. girls are just in. I mean, see, that's that's where, as an economist, I mean, a philosopher economist. I'm not talking, you know, math economist. But it's just about the money, isn't it, for you girls? It really. I mean, now I know there are some gals that would like to fall in love, and every once in a while it happens. But my God, all the Me Too and the sexual harassment and this and that and that and this. But in the end. It's easier because the guys that we're talking about, Chad, I don't want to mention them by name, obviously, but these are damn good looking ripped. I mean, they're like sought after guys, right? Right. Yeah. These are guys that are better than you and me. Six feet tall, good looking uh, professions that women dream about, correct? Uh, I mean, not all of them, but yeah. I well, mean, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But, and these guys are going to prostitution service, services. Basically, and let me, some of them are using the regular apps that, you know, some of the ones that I were using. The problem is that every time they're getting success and they are getting some success, it's low hanging fruit. It's two to three points below where they are. Mm -hmm. So it's to me, I never felt like that was worth it. But to some of them, it's worth it. So more power to them. But yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right. Do we have any more super chats? We do. Uh, we do. Atham, yeah, let's go through that. Atham, talking about chivalry, for $2, Atham says, only a gentleman with my sisters or sometimes my girlfriend. It's funny that he says sometimes my girlfriend. <laughs> um, and Carlos Miranda, for $2.13, says, he gives us a math equation. Oh. Vasectomy plus no marriage equals freedom. Vasectomy plus anything equals freedom. Um, now, if you got married within the constitutional law of the United States, wherever country you're in, yeah, then you're going to limit your freedom. But I think a vasectomy, uh, because at worst you're you're facing alimony with uh, getting divorced. But yeah, I mean, if you want total freedom, you never get married and you get a vasectomy, and then you're you're good to go. Yeah. Well. 
It's irreversible. Or you can reverse vasectomies, right? You can reverse it. And you can also do a direct. Uh, you, I know it sounds painful, but you can always have a syringe put in and extract sperm from your uh, balls. Uh, and then you can have uh, IVF in vitro fertilization with the woman. Um, ah. it, it just doesn't sound pleasant at all. But you can do that. Like it, it, It's not that you're not producing sperm anymore. You just cut off the uh, the highway by which the sperm would get to uh, the woman's eggs. That's uh, all a vasectomy really is. Sounds lovely. It's uh, probably the best investment I ever made. It's, Bacon. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's awesome. Because you it, look, guys, the women are all about like, well, I'm going to carry this child to birth, and then you have to work the next 18 years to be my bitch. It's like, no, bitch, I'm not. Cut, cut, done. I, I, I think every man, um, now I'm going to provide this with a caveat. There is a chance that the um, uh, vasectomy is irreversible. It's a small chance, but there's a chance. But when you look at the risk, that a woman will sperm jack you or lie or she's going to have carry the kid to term or all this other bullshit. I think every guy should get a vasectomy. I think every guy should um, with those risks in mind that you may never breed again. So just, you know, with that, with that caveat in there, because then you take the entire power back from them. <clears throat> because if you have a vasectomy and the woman's going to like, and this is why you see, it's kind of weird, but every once in a while you'll see an article like, oh, the male uh, pill or the male cream or whatever. And then women are like, well, that's not right. You're intervening with God. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's like this fucking birth control and like fucking abortion shit? Um, you really do start to see the dark side of women when they realize, or when you realize that they're using children and birth as a means to control you and to enslave you basically for two decades to take care of the kids and themselves. Um, so yeah, I think every man should have a vasectomy. I mean, like that would be your default thing. Like you're 13, you go get a vasectomy once you hit puberty and you're not shooting blanks no more. And then that way it's like, ah, oh, no, 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 I, no, we can have kids. We can have kids. It's certainly possible. Uh, but it, it's not going to happen uh, unless I want it to. Um, and I think that, you know, you look at the women's response to the uh, male birth control rights. Oh, my God. It's, it, it's so apparent. It's sad. It's depressing. But it's true. The women just it's very sad when you realize just how much women use uh, men and having a child to lord it over them. And they don't give a shit about the kid. But how much they look at uh, having a kid as a means as a weapon uh, and stuff like that. So it's it it's you know that's why every guy should get a vasectomy. Well, might be on my to do list someday. Who knows? <laughs> Don't tell your ma. Your ma would be probably pissed off as hell. Oh, none of none of my family members are getting the link to this one. We've talked about <laughs> really. We've talked about some stuff on this one. Um, bacon maldito for $5.27 says flip it. He's talking about when a girl wants you to buy her a drink. I think mm -hmm. it says flip it, get me a drink first. Then we'll talk tequila on the rocks, please. 
Forget if she deserves your skill in bed. It's worth the shock value alone. That's interesting. That's true. One hundred percent true. Yeah. How many how many times have you had a girl say like buy me a drink though that gives you the opportunity to say that? Not very often. It's just more. A lot of times you're meeting women under other in another locations and you ask them out for a drink. And for some reason, it's just assumed that whoever asks the person out has to get the first round or at least a round. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if, if a girl, if the opportunity presents itself where, uh, it's not clear who is going to buy the drink, I would say, yeah, give me a drink. That's one of the things you could just like, yeah, give me a vodka and go pay for it. I'm it's, you're not missing out on anything, guys. You're not like in it's not like the girl's gonna turn out to be June Cleaver if you're talking about drinks. I almost would hate to say it, but if uh your romance is uh copulated over drinks, it's probably not gonna be a thing. So guys should just not be buying girls anything now. I mean quite literally look, look, girls want equality, right? They did, but I mean, man, it's well. It too fuck. No, no, there's no well, man. No, too fucking bad. Buy your own damn drinks. And so then they'll go to the next thirsty dude who will buy them all okay, the drinks in the for world. Him. Good for him. All right, but I, I just, am I the only one that like really holds women up to the standards they demand? Like, okay, yeah, you, 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 you want equality? Here's equality. Go fucking work. You know, sixty hours a week and. But they don't like being held to standards because, you know, they're not used to having to live up to any, at least in well, this country. Well, then they country. should shut the fuck up now, shouldn't they? Man, I'm with you all the way on this. It's just seeing it play out in the real world is a well, sight to behold. But, but <laughs> men have a responsibility to not adhere to that, quote, real world. See, this is where I lose it with the Republicans or conservatives or libertarians or whatever. You... The quintessential example is the uh, middle-aged white guy whose daughter is going to go major in leftist dipshittery studies, and it's going to cost $50,000 a year, and he just ponies up that money. Then, meanwhile, he calls into conservative talk radio, like, you got to do something. No, fuck all you guys. Fuck all you guys. It starts with the men telling women no. You're like, oh, well, you know, I'm a sociology major, and I think, like, Bill Clinton is amazing and wonderful, but uh, George Bush is the evil devil incarnate, and, like, Trump is, like, you know, grabbing by the pussy's evil racist motherfucker, and that, I, like, I guess you're going to pay for your own fucking... All you have to do... Look, here's what it is. Women use the English language. They said they're all equal, and they don't need no man. Okay, fine. Then you're equal, and you don't need no man. There should be not a man alive today buying women drinks. There really shouldn't. There just should Unless the woman is a true, honest, wonderful woman and you want to take her out for like, uh, you know, uh, dinner, you know, actual uh, whining and dining. But women, there should be no guys at a nightclub or a bar buying women drinks. This just shouldn't happen. I agree. It just, this is how it plays out all the time. That's what's so disgusting about the current state of affairs, in my opinion. We lost him. We lost Chad. Chad, Yo, you're I'm still, still there? Here. I'm still here. You lost me? 
No, no, your audio was kind of bad, kind of bad. But you still hear me? So. Yeah, I can see. I can hear you now. Fine. So, um, Wonder do we have any more super chats or no? Yeah, another one from Athens. Oh my $3. God, more money! We ought to, dude. We ought to, we ought to implement a five or ten dollar minimum for Athens uh, super chats. <laughs> what is he doing? Donating fifty three cents or something or what? No, it's two dollars. He no, says, right. um, he says you can you can have chivalry or equality, not both. No, oh, you true. can. Our yeah. our Mexican agent. Uh, in the field is 100% correct. You can have chivalry or equality, not both. No. No, it, it doesn't It doesn't work that way. I mean, this podcast ain't going to reach out to the... Feminists are going to play both sides because they can, because that's... But it's just... The real issue is whether men put a united front together and it's like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking do this when you ask me to do that. No, it's just not going to happen. So, uh, Do you want to do some asshole consulting? Uh, do you have? Well, one last super chat, and then we'll get oh, to that. Okay? All right. All right. Andrea Cruz for $5 asks, any tips for being a good long-term girlfriend and possibly future wife? Parentheses. We're both in our early 20s and have been together for three years. Aaron, I'm going to go uh, get some water. I'll be right back. So you can start You go on. ahead. Yeah. You go ahead. I'm going to wait. You know what? I'm going to get myself a little something myself. All right. We'll come back to this later. <clears throat> the damn Atham is probably still listening right now. No good, dirty Mexican Jew. He's probably a Mexican Jew. You know, I bet you if we went back far enough in Atham's family tree lineage, he'd be a he'd be a, a Jewish Mexican. That no good, dirty Jewish Mexican. All right, I'm keeping the camera off because I'm getting a little snack, too. Yeah. All right, cool. You look like the Terminator. That uh, image of yours looks like the Terminator. I'll be back. Yeah. Uh, so what was the question again now? I was all agitated and riled up. So she asks, uh, any tips for being a good long-term girlfriend and possibly future wife, they're in their early 20s, and they've been together for three years. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is just my list, and my list is short because so few women make this list. Don't be fat. That would be, that would be, that knocks out 80% of American women right there. Don't be fat. And I, by fat, let me do some math here. We'll pull this up. Um, 12 inches per feet. 
That means you can't be more than 2.8 pounds per inch. I think, if I did the math right. 2.8 pounds per inch. And that's being generous. Being very, very fucking generous. Um, I don't know. Not be a leftist? I mean, Chad, isn't that kind of like, you know, you love you love the family, you love the individual more than you love the state? Yeah, like I was going to say just don't be a nag, but I don't know. Women, no, no, let me tell you about women, Chad, because you're young and foolish and inexperienced. Women are going to nag no matter what because it's in their nature. Right, but there's degrees of it. Like you can... Not don't how about don't be a huge nag. How about that? You know, keep it to huge nag. Yeah, no, no. I, what I'm trying to do is get to a literal reality point. Women are always going to nitpick, <clears throat> no matter what. Uh, so you're going to have to deal with that. This is why men are superior to women. Oh my God, did I just say that? Uh, yeah, you're going to have to not nag. As much as you can. I'm speaking to the client right now. Uh, support the husband. That would be a huge thing right there. So be thin. Uh, be pretty. Um, and then the issue is, how can we put it? Don't find fault with the man. That's not your job. Yeah, You're, that's... That's the nagging I was talking about. Yeah, but I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Find reasons to improve. If that makes any sense. Like the man is on a mission and uh, your goal would be to support him in a certain way uh, to help him achieve that mission. The minor details like, oh, you didn't put the dishes away right, or um, I think a man has every right to slice your throat at that time because you're not helping at all. You're dragging him down. It's kind of like a, 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 a ski path, you know, like the guy who goes down a ski path and jumps off. You want that ski path to be as smooth and as fast and as uh, less friction as possible. Uh, and then if you're like nagging him and nitpicking him on minor details, uh, that's the quickest way to get a guy to like go fuck another woman. Frankly, I think every man has the right. Like if your wife nags you and starts nitpicking you, you have every right to go fuck another woman. Every right. Absolutely. So yeah. I don't, I don't know what, I mean, what do you think, Chad? What do you support and be quiet? I don't know what. I would just say, make his life easier by not making it more difficult. <laughs> you know, Brilliant. I'm, going, I'm going by my, what I just got out of, you know, earlier this year. And I just wish to hell, like, why did everything have to be a big deal? Like, why do we always have to hash something out? Or pick your battles, I guess is what I'm saying. Pick your battles, because I uh, maybe maybe I'm stupid in this regard, but um, I kind of have this ideal, you know, like June Cleaver idea. Like, what if the wife just supported you? You know, like what if there was not a questioning, a confrontation, but like you went home. And home was taken care of. 
And I think that's what the guys in the 50s and this, the early 60s anyway had. Where like the wife took care of things where you busted your ass off during the daytime. You, you know, you made the money, you came back home and, and then and then you could recuperate. And your wife made it this nice, happy place. It wasn't even have to be sexual. I mean, maybe you were sexually satisfied or not. That doesn't really matter. It was just like you came back home to this place where where it was supportive and the I've, woman was nice and I, I've not never questioning. I've never experienced that. So I can't, you know, <laughs> Yeah, no, but, but, but that's, that's kind of what I wonder, you know, like that would have been really nice at one point <laughs> in time. That would have been really great. We just got home and the wife supported you. And not nagged you or questioned you or you know nitpicked you and and uh, may, maybe maybe that was never a thing. Maybe that's just in our imaginations. Maybe we just saw that on TV. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want to be a great wife, my God, it's not it, okay. It's not that hard to, to answer the client's question. It's not that hard to be a great wife. Be thin. Suck his dick. When he gets home, make sure there's no problems. I mean, I, I mean, how hard is it? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that the act of all those things won't require labor and effort, but the uh, the uh, instruction manual is pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, I'd say you've made some pretty good points. All right. All right. Um, is she yelling at us now? Is she telling us how? sexist and racist we are no i i didn't see anything from her joe jones for a dollar 99 just says status quo as long as they're taxpayer subsidized i think he means the whole feminist um thing yeah and um do 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 Oh, another from Bacon Maldito. Jesus Christ. Bacon, I hope you have a lot of money. I feel bad if you're... Please, guys. All right, everybody out there, if you're going to donate to this channel, please make it so it doesn't cost you any money. I don't want to, like, take the food out of your mouths, okay? That's basically... All right, so what does Bacon say now? Again, again. For $5.48, he says, Lycus's, Tom Lycus's eight words, stay slim, long hair, sex anytime, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Really is it. Yes. Yes. I know you women hate the fact that men view you as physical objects, but that's what we do. We do view you as physical objects. Now, you can fight and whine and piss and moan and get pissed off about it, but that's what it is. We want to have sex. Go fuck yourselves or fuck us. We don't care. You're going to do it either way. I mean, some of these I emphasize more than the others. I won't say which ones, but <laughs> man. No, it's just, it's, it's, uh, well, this gets back into the Richard Cooper, uh, environment where do you want to waste your time and effort and energy getting worked up about it? it, it it's very sad, but the men today are not going to get the women they want. You're just not going to. And the women today are not going to get the men they want because the men are not masculine and all that. You And, 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 and by the way, I will 100% completely 
put the blame on women because you beat the shit out of it, out of the men. You made the men into the pussies they were. They're not the rock-hard, solid, uh, masculine porn stars that you want of today. You want pussy liberal Democrat men, you got pussy liberal Democrat men. And so, uh, you know, maybe that's why you got to import some immigrants to fuck you right. <laughs> which which I don't blame you. You know, you turn the, the natives into pussies. Maybe you got to go import some, some real men. Uh, but yeah, for you guys out there who are like, God almighty, fuck no. Um, so just as a heads up, I've got about 15, 20 minutes left or so. You gotta go do your thing. Yeah. So I got to do my test, but we still have time. So, all right, let's do a one asshole consulting request here. Okay. Save me time. Uh, quick background. I'm a 21 year old, five foot four black guy who didn't attend public high school. I went to private cyber school because the public schools in my area were detrimental to my learning. With cyber high school, you don't have to have the social interaction with people face-to-face. So during the four years, I focused my time on learning and playing video games. That's not a skill. I also relied upon porn during this time. After school, I attended university for a week and left. Wait, hang on. Also relied upon porn after school. I attended university and you left. Okay. I was majoring in finance, but once I rewatched your videos and estimated the debt I'd owe $60,000 plus, I decided to wait and get a job. I ended up getting a CDL and now I'm working for a local trucking truck company full time. I have two problems. Problems number one I don't go to bars, clubs, etc. And I work nine hours a day. I think about sex every day but I've quit porn. It's gotten so bad. I've been thinking about using a sex worker. Problem number two, my goal is to make 200,000 a year. I plan on investing in assets, but truck driving is capped a hundred thousand a year. Plus, unless you're an owner operator, I don't want to drive 20 years straight for the rest of my life. So my plan is to go to school for a STEM degree. I will study mathematics daily to brush upon my skills until I enroll in, uh, into school next year, maybe full-time. Some other notes. I just turned 21 this week. I watch your videos every day when driving, and I read your book, Worthless. P.S. I'm not ugly. I could show a pic if you need. No homo. All right. Uh, so, Chad, where do you recommend this kid go? Jeez, that's, that's a lot. Um... This is nothing. Nothing. We got this kid covered. Come on. You're my brain. We could we could take this kid no problem. So we we take these step by step. What was the first question again? I'm I don't have a copy. Problem of this. one: I don't go to bars or clubs, etc. And I work nine hours a day. I think about sex every day, but I've quit porn. I've, it's gotten so bad. I'm thinking about getting a sex worker. So he wants to have sex. I guess that wasn't a question, but he delineated it as a problem number one. So that's what we have to try to solve for him. Um, I think he should go get laid at a, with prostitutes or whatever because he's five foot four. He should just go to Amsterdam, like go to the red light. Did he say, is he in the U.S. or Europe? No, he's he's in the U.S. Okay. 
Well, I, I'd have to agree. I know a lot of people look down on this, but it saves time. And if you're really, really feeling it that badly, just do it. Like you'll save yourself time, money, and then it won't feel so bad when you're done. So I, I hate to say this, but uh, he's got the two worst things going for him. He's five foot four. He's so, so he's very short. Um, so there is that. And that's a bigger problem than the mere fact that he is black. And if you look at uh, dating statistics on OKCupid or whatever, uh, black men do not fare very well. Um, not well, as bad as East Indians, but he, he, he's five foot four. He's going to have to pay for it is basically I, what I'm saying. I got to interrupt. Uh, we have a friend who is a little, who is a lot like this description. Who does not Marcus just, Brown, that piece of shit. I, I, was, I am not naming names. <laughs> you <laughs> But he does just fine. So maybe he needs to hang out with a different crew. Or Marcus Brown is a unique individual. By God, is he a unique individual. Uh, I'm just going to go with the statistics, okay? Uh, five foot four black guy. Yeah, he's going to have to pay for it. He's going to have to pay for it. So um, I would go to Amsterdam like you recommended. Uh, go out to uh, Vegas, not Vegas because it's illegal there. You got to get outside of Clark County because of the rules and the laws. Carson City. Carson City, yeah. You could go to Reno, that over uh, area on the north side of uh, Nevada. Go to the um, Cat House, even though the owner died but then became a congressman recently. Um, <laughs> my whole point, yeah, my whole point is uh, you're five foot four and you need to realize what a disadvantage that is. I mean, it's a huge disadvantage. It's huge. So you should be paying. Okay. And then I would put a lot of effort in learning game and being charismatic because that's the only way you're going to find a a good looking woman who's kind of likes you. But in the meantime, the short term, yeah, you're you're going to have to deal with whorehouses. You're going to have to deal with that. So five foot four, like Private school. I mean, we his can, education I, is solid. I mean, he he he's gonna like make money. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure he's tried this, and it's a cesspool. But at least try going online and finding somebody. It costs him nothing, I guess, in that regard. I think it's a waste of his time. Yeah, you'll waste some time. I'm, but, I'm treating yeah. him like a handicapped individual. I'm I'm being honest about that. Like five foot four, you might as well be somebody with like Down syndrome. Um, he's a really short guy, Chad. I mean, you gotta. Well, I, I've seen short, like I've seen not just our friend. I've seen short black guys do really well, and they can, but it requires a uh, charisma and an act and a pure uh, spirit of resolve to do that. I'm saying for his immediate needs, it's just go overseas and get laid with a prostitute is, is basically what it is. But I have seen five foot four men, black or white, uh, achieve like, but it requires insane amount of courage and charisma. And there was one guy called Paul. Paul was five foot four, just like this guy. And Paul wooed the ladies, man. 
he and it wasn't that his objective was to woo the ladies. That's the key thing. He just enjoyed life and accepted his shortness. And I think that is what the women really liked. Uh, and then the women inevitably liked him in more ways than one. Uh, yeah, five foot four. That's a huge disadvantage. Yeah. So he's going to. He could get some lift shoes too. I've seen those. Yeah. Prince did the same thing. Yeah. No, he, he could. And dude, like, absolutely take whatever advantage you can. Like, if you need to put. Uh, uh, platform shoes on. Go ahead and do it. I'm, I'm just reading through it. We land upon porn. Nah, porn ain't gonna help you. Majoring in finance. So he's driving truck. That's not a bad thing either. I'm I'm looking more now on his uh, uh career things. Uh, problem one, he doesn't go to the club as bars. Yeah, he he's addicted to sex. He wants to get yeah yeah, dude. I you're gonna have to pay for it. I'm looking at problem one. I don't I don't go to clubs and bars, etc. And I work nine hours a day. I think about sex every day, but I've quit porn. It's gotten so bad. I've been thinking about using a sex worker. Just go get laid, dude. Yeah, okay? just just do it. Just yeah, do it. just do it. Yeah, yeah. Now, keep in mind, you might get a disease. That's the problem. That's the drawback, but I would do that. Problem number two, my goal is to make over 200000 a year. I plan on investing in assets, but truck driving is capped at 100000 a year. Unless you're an owner-operator, I don't want to go drive 20 years straight or for the rest of my life. So my plan is to go to, a, go to school for a STEM degree. All right, <clears throat> two hundred. And I asked him. I said, "Why do you want to make two hundred thousand a year?" And he says, "Honestly, I chose two hundred thousand just to show my mindset. I really want to have over a million in liquid cash, and two hundred thousand plus K can get me there. This email should be separated into blah 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 blah. He's making sixteen dollars an hour. He wants to make two hundred thousand. Um, mm. go ahead with your uh, recommendation because I have my own recommendation, but I'll wait for you to do it. I have to say, I, I do not know, man. Two hundred thousand, go back for STEM, keep being a truck driver. Um, I don't think you're gonna say go back to school. No. Because two hundred thousand, like if you're making two hundred thousand a year, it it's basically entrepreneurship. Like even if you are like a high end executive, unless you're working Fortune five hundred, you're not going to make two hundred thousand a year. I mean, that's kind of like a a ceiling limit, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you don't make two hundred thousand. I don't make two hundred thousand. Uh two hundred thousand is a delusional uh, expectation. Right. Um, what I would recommend to this young black gentleman, black does play a role into it. Uh, no, there's so many things I want to tell him, but I just got to figure out how to put it out. Um, he's 21. He's 21. He's driving truck that's damn good. Here, here. Okay, here's the number one thing I would say. 
uh, lower your expectations. Like here, here, let's let. Oh, all right, perfect. I figured it out, Chad. I figured it out. Uh, do you know how I figured it out, Chad? How'd you figure it out? Who is the individual that died with the most amount of money tragically way too early? Uh, I think you're going to say Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Steve Jobs. This is what this, uh, Juan, listen to me. Here's the lesson of Steve Jobs. Unless you have a, a tragic fate with cancer in the future. You, me, and everybody other, you know, average schlep, every uh, average, uh, every average guy out there. We're going to die at about 78, 79. Okay. That's, that's our life expectancy. It's not about making $200,000. It's what percentage of your life are you going to live free? That's really what it boils down to. And I don't mean to uh, introduce this individual uh, to this podcast uh, out of charity, but it's true. But I look at the great one. You go to sinlibsoch.com. And he is a racist. Yes, he is a sexist. Yes, I, I, I listen to him in a dirty, naughty sort of sense. But he works at like $12 an hour. And he has such a minimalistic lifestyle that he can enjoy that lifestyle on $12 an hour. And... Yeah, you can make $200,000 a year if you want. Yeah, sure. I, but the amount of effort and time and energy you're going to have to dedicate towards making $200,000 an hour is not worth it. A um, year. <laughs> a year. Yeah, yeah, a year. I, well, it, I don't, I've never, I'd be nice to make that much, but I've never consciously said, I want to make $200,000 a year. And I don't think you have either. So I no, think that's a little no. odd. No, no. I'm just happy I get to wake up at like 11 a.m. if I want to. You know, it's uh, what I'm trying to do is is change Juan's life perspective. It's like, do you want to make a lot of money? So what? You make a lot of money. Well, you got to prove bitches and hoes. You're right. What? What the fuck? Really? Like, what Uh, would you do with that money? Yeah. Okay, you made it. All right, now what? Uh, it's. I'm not saying that you shouldn't make two hundred thousand. Like, if you make that much money, God bless you. Um, you want a million in liquid cash? What the fuck for? It's uh, a good question. You're, I, you're trying to prove something to somebody else. I I don't care. And I think you would do yourself a great favor freeing yourself from proving it to somebody else. And just going having a good time because I got I got news for you, um, Chad. Even you and I could admit this. Uh, Steve Jobs, he died at fifty-seven, right? Was it fifty-seven? Yeah, I knew it wasn't. It was like before. He didn't he was even make 60. it to sixty. No, he he died at fifty something. Yeah, it was about then. I think. All right. Uh, have you and I lived greater lives than he did? Ah, uh, I mean. Kind of seems like it. I only yeah. watched the I only watched the movie, but he sure seemed angry and stressed most of the time. <laughs> well, well, we've banged a lot of different women, haven't we? I yeah. I mean, even though mine was ten years ago, but I mean, uh, and uh, 
you come hug out in Minneapolis, right? Yeah, that just made my entire life. I mean, yeah, and I, I rode motorcycles all over the country in North America, right? Yeah. And then I did this, and I did this. Oh, hey, what did you do? What did you do, Chad? Well, I climbed Mount Kenya and Kilimanjaro. You did do that. I have to. Okay, I'll tip your head to that. My larger point to Juan is that it's not the money, it's the time that matters. And so this presents him an interesting paradox. Like, you got to make the money. You got to make your time worthwhile. But you don't want to sell it to make money for the sake of making money. There's no, there's no value in money. If you die and you have leave a $5.8 billion estate to somebody else to inherit. Yeah, like what he did he say anything about what he likes to do? Yeah, that's why I'm at, I want to and that's why I asked him. I said, why do you want to make two hundred thousand? He says, honestly, I chose chose two hundred thousand to show my mindset. I really want to have over a million in liquid cash and two hundred thousand plus can help me get there. Why? Here, here's Juan is a black guy, or maybe Hispanic black guy. I don't know what, but he's a, a Hispanic black uh, mix minimum. Why do you give a shit what you prove to those people? This is not to besmirch black and Hispanic people. Who gives a shit? Why don't you just go have a good life? Why don't you just go and live like what it is that you want to do? No, he's 21. He probably just doesn't know yet. No, I know, but I, I want to give the younger people this kind of like wisdom. Like, okay, so you want to, okay, media and entertainment and the, the whatever else Disney has told you. You want to go to this nightclub. You want to go and get bottle service, blah, blah, blah. Really? Is that what you want? Because in the end, there's nothing there. It's just bottle service. It's just, you know. I think a guy with this level of hustle and entrepreneurship and and, and I I sense uh, spirit within him. Uh, He he should go in entrepreneurship. He should... uh, Go and work for himself. I mean, that's his best chance at getting 200,000 and a million liquid and figuring out what he wants to do because he won't have time to really think about it. He'll just be working and earning mm. it. No. All right, good. All right, we answered that. All right, Chad, do you need to go? You said you had to go. I need to go pretty soon, but uh, just one more super chat here. Oh, wow, there's more super chats, huh? Well, it's bacon. <laughs> A bacon. Um, God damn. I hope he makes a lot of money. I do feel bad if he doesn't make the money. All right. He For $2.53, he says, uh, work on yourself. Every guy is tall on $100 stacks. I mean, he's right. If you're doing well in the money department, chances are life will be easier in the dating department. Although I can say that doesn't necessarily give you quality. It might give you quantity. Um. That was what he had to say. I lost it. What what did he say again? I mean He said uh work on yourself. Every guy is tall on a hundred dollar stacks. So you know the this guy's so this guy's concerned about his, his short height, and Bacon is saying, 
you know, work on yourself, make a lot of money because every guy is tall when you're making a lot of money. Tom Likas used to say this. I, uh, I'm not disagreeing. I just, uh, I don't know, the, the whole short, tall thing doesn't. It's, um, how can I put I, I don't care about the tall, short thing because it never bothered me. If you're short, it doesn't. Look, look at it this way. You're short. You're the underdog. You're the American. And that is a story of every fucking American is you're the underdog. It's like you're not supposed to make it. You're not supposed to win. But by God, you're going to because you're you have the resolve, you have the personality, you have the. I mean, Chad, you and I have done well with taller women. Yeah, I mean, I think you've probably done better than I have throughout your life, but um, well, yes. <laughs> to be, <laughs> it's, it's to be honest, yes, but I I don't want these shorter guys. Look, guys, you're short. So what? You can't control it. So stop worrying about it. And in my experience, it's like uh, it never really held me back. If anything, it was the underdog. And look, maybe you're not going to go marry the tall gal because she wants a taller guy. In the... But it is the American dream. It is the American uh, epitomal fact that the underdog comes and wins in the end look for god's sake let uh, hey chad imagine if let me ask you this let's say you and i had our uh, intellect right okay and our skill right okay with me so far yeah Mm -hmm. okay okay what if we were six foot two um i mean all that would really do is probably open up a bit more of a dating pool but i think we'd still be getting women you know i mean you're i don't think it would impact that much really well, right but but what would we sacrifice in being six foot two oh we sacrifice yeah like okay we're pretty awesome fucking dudes and i don't i'm not saying that uh charismatic bullshit you and i are pretty fucking awesome guys Women are, they, they literally should be bowing at our feet. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm deadly serious. Like, we're amazing men. We are. Uh, women should just be fucking building things in our statue and all that. Uh, but what if we were six foot two? What if we were six foot two? I think we would still be amazing men whether we were six foot two or not i mean i i guess i'm I, you might need to okay here here here's what well, um, it would be handed to us oh i see what you're saying it yeah. would be handed to us we we may not well, have worked yeah and what short men need to realize is that we take it away from the tall good-looking guys and i'm not saying this to make you guys feel better but the tall guys have it handed to them. It's handed to them. Short guys, we got to earn it. We got to like fucking battle it up. We got to. And when you die, like, oh, what did I do? Oh, I got that tall uh, five foot 11 gal over there. 
because it was better of me. Because I fucking punched above my weight. And that's that's the whole point of pointing out to the younger, uh, not younger, the uh, shorter guys. Is that, yeah, yeah, we're shorter. Uh, but you know what? So, okay, if you were taller, it's just handed to you. And there's no real accomplishment in that. But and even those shorter, guys, I see a lot of taller dudes that fail. And that's when I'm really like, that's some real failure right there. You know, if they're that tall and good looking and they can't yeah. even pull. Um, yeah. But if you're a short guy and you pull the hot, tall chick, fucking A. Like, do you know how many times I walked into a nightclub with a tall chick and like every guy was looking at me like, what's that fucker got? I mean, it was like the greatest feeling ever. And so, yeah, okay, you're short. You know what? You don't control that. So knock it the fuck off with the, oh, I'm a short guy. I'm a black guy. Knock it the fuck off. Now go prove every one of these motherfuckers wrong and pull yourself the big-ass titty, blonde-haired booby, whatever it was, uh, you know, you know, for your social status. Just go prove it. Go prove it. That's like your cause. That's like your agency. That's your reason and purpose. Not that I would say the only purpose and reason of living was to like go get yourself a, a taller gal, but I mean, you know, if you're short and you pull a taller gal, look, a six foot four guy, does he get to walk into a club with a gal that's taller than him? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. But you get to be that cocksucking motherfucking piece of shit who's a five foot eight dipshit who walks in with a gal that's five foot twelve. All right, so there you go. <laughs> um, dude, I I really got to get going. All However, right, we'll see you. you've got well, no, no, you've got a couple more uh, super chats. Just so right, let's you bang know. them out. Let's bang them out. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if I can stay. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, hang on. Well, Actually, okay, Christopher Morales for $4.99 just said, Hey, Aaron, hope all is well. Here's some shekels for Christmas. Have yourself a good day. There we go. That's a nice little Jewish gifting. Okay, all right. What's the next one? Next one is Joe Jones That's uh, for $1.99 said, Army Army motto for success, adapt, and overcome. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Okay, good. Well, we got any other else? That is it. Um, but I, I got to go. I have this four right. o'clock test. Yeah, four o'clock hard. All right. We'll talk to you yeah. later. All right. I'll catch you later. All right. See ya. See ya.